welcome to Wine Road, the wine, when, and where of Northern Sonoma County. I'm your host, Marcy Gordon, with Beth Costa, Executive Director of the Wine Road. Welcome to Wine Road. This is episode 117, and today we're talking to Alex Holman, winemaker at Notre Vu Estate. Welcome, Alex. Thank you. Thank you for having me. So I'm going to confess right off the bat, Alex, that we recorded a show earlier today, and I had your um, 2019 GSM Rosé. And I was going to save that and have that when you were on, but I just didn't see any point in waiting. <laughs> so we cracked that open this morning. That's it a was, beautiful wine. Oh I love gosh, the color, delicious. that that kind of onion skin, salmon-y, pale. That's a beautiful, beautiful rosé, Alex. We loved it. Yeah. Well, thank you very much. I, uh, I'm, yeah, I, I guess I confess it's the first GSM rosé I've ever made. Really? And so I don't have any... Uh, <laughs> any references and so it was uh but coming to this estate and having all these different varieties right. usually i've spent it more places that specialized either in pinot and chard or or a bordeaux or zin and so coming here to have everything in my toolbox has been really fun and oh, so yeah we wanted to start a gsm rome program so we've made a sparkling rosé Oh. It'll be disgorged in mm. um, October, ready for the holidays. Perfect. That is literally the sister of the still rosé. Oh, I bet that's gorgeous. Yeah, oh, it is. It is. It's um, and we're we're gonna keep it more on the dry side. Good. We're still going through mm-hmm. the trials, but it's gonna be not natural, but not uh, sweet either. Mm-hmm. So uh, it's gonna be nice and dry, and uh, we also make a red. Uh, a red still wine, GSM. I'm super so, excited about this. Um, well, this rosé is quite dry, but it has a nice lift, that spiciness. Um, I, I just think it's, it's got it all going on in this bottle. I could yeah, love to see how yeah. this would be in a sparkling. Mm-hmm. No, right. And, uh, well, and and what's unusual for me about it is the flavor is so incredibly intense at 12.7 alcohol. Yeah. So, you know, so there, there's the myth uh, busted that um, you have to have, you know, some sugar, uh, you know, some ripeness to get some, you know, make some flavor. And uh, I'm, I've, uh, it, it's fun doing co-fermentation because, you know, I learned sort of the technique from Old Vine Zin where you have multiple varieties and you have to, you know, come up with a date where they're all got the right, you know, either the good ripeness or the, you know, the acid or the color. Mm-hmm. So it becomes a real science project, and so that's very uh, fun and creative for me. Yeah, well, I think if this is your first GSM rosé, I mean, <laughs> so, I would just stop so now and rest yeah. on your laurels. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like, it's a win. <laughs> this is great. <laughs> it's a win. I, Richard, who has the studio here, he goes, oh, I want you to leave that with me. I'm like, well, you know, we, we'll negotiate that. <laughs> right. Well, that, that bottle is, is also very elegant. It's beautiful. It's not easy. It is not easy putting a label on. Yeah, yeah. And the whole, everything about it, the packaging and... But you, you're right. There's something about the, the yeah. there's the acidity, but there's that lift, and then that that through line of that you can taste that Grenache. Right. Yeah. Well, um, the sugar on that is seven grams per liter, so it's just above threshold, and the spiciness and the acidity make it not so apparent. When we fermented it dry, dry, and it wasn't really good with the color, it was a little too light, and I wanted to have a little residual sugar. So had my GSM red wine in cold soak, 
I just went, well, I need a bucket of juice. There you go, so yeah. I just, so I just took a bucket of cold soak and uh, put it into the finished fermenter, and it made the, the sugar just perfect. It made the color just perfect. And yeah. So, I mean, it's just... Uh, it's a very fun, creative process. It's it's totally beautiful. I mean, this packaging is beautiful. The label's perfect. And when you said that about it wasn't easy to get on this bottle, yeah, well, I really look at it the way the bottle curves kind of in. <laughs> it's like, yeah. But, right. Well, yeah, yeah the inverted burgundy yeah. uh, on the bottling line, you li- literally have to tip it up on its edge and yeah. spin on its axis. Right. And so going forward, we're looking to silkscreen that label. Ooh, so we'll yeah. be oh, yeah. silkscreening it, and then it's going to be just That'll a be gorgeous so elegant. package. Nice. Yeah. Yeah. So then uh, we have another of your wines here that Marcy's going to pour me a little bit now. So for this show, we also want to talk about, what is that, a 2019 or 20? Yeah, 2019. The, the 2019 Chardonnay. Russian River Muscat. Valley. Muscat, yes, 2019. So I want a little Mars. She's she's kind of stingy this morning. Yeah, Renee has, uh, Renee has spent a lot of time. She's an interior designer. Put a lot of effort into our Notre package. She's the brains behind the uh, the elegance of our packaging. The, the, the nose on this is just so floral and lush. I, I, it's... It's not your typical Chardonnay. No, I, I mean, I, I just couldn't get my nose out of this one. I, I tasted it before we started recording, but I, you know, recently I found my way back to Chardonnay. I, I don't know. I kind of took a little walkabout, but there's so many great things going on of Chardonnay these days, and this is one of them. This is beautiful. Yeah. Yeah, no, so most of our Chardonnay clones on property are clone 17, which is a cleaned up Fuente from Robert Young Vineyard. And this one is a, a European clone, uh, eight, 809. And I developed a technique at other wineries to, you know, when you make multiple Chardonnays, you got to have some difference. Right. Yeah. And so this, this Chardonnay is, uh, is fermented in tank and does not go through ML. Hmm. And then we put it to neutral barrels, and then we stir the lees probably till February. A lot at first, and then not so much at the end. And so it's, it doesn't have any uh, oak influence. It just has neutral oak for for surly and uh, micro-ox. And it, the clone just works wonderfully That's with so, that process. It's so interesting because I'm surprised. I It has that brightness of, of non-barrel fermented, but it also has a plushness that I would think came from a barrel. Right. Right, and that's the yeah you know, the effect of surly uh, will give you creaminess and mouthfeel, and it just it brings it brings a balance to it. It is a nice way for us to start our morning. I mean, really, this is like a one-two punch. This rosé and this chardonnay. Um, we might just hang out in the studio yeah, all day. Yeah, and I get the I get a lot of crispness in this too, like a like a but stone fruit. I, I, this is, I tell you, if you think you know chardonnay, you need to try this because this is this is a great wine. Well, right, and um, you know, I, I, Chardonnay has always been an interesting grape for me because it's not necessarily a wine that I go to drinking for drinking. My wife loves it, and I, you know, and I, I make it for her to a certain degree. But, uh, but Chardonnay is like a winemaker. The process of making Chardonnay is very complex. The grape itself is not, and so so a lot of the flavors and the technique of Chardonnay come from the winemaker's process. 
it's sort of, you know, you know, it's a conundrum for me. It's not coming out of something that you love to drink, but I love to make it and uh, because it's such a challenge just creatively. Right. And, and then at Notre Vue, do you have multiple different Chardonnays or not? Yes. Yes. I so, think. right. And so we have, I, I make, uh, at Notre Vue, we also have this, uh, our three-tier brand is Balverne. Right. And so I make three Chardonnays. This, the Musquet, which is the, yeah, I, I don't even know what to kind of title to put on it. I don't want to call it a Chablis. I don't call it unoaked. <laughs> Yeah, uh, and it's not our theater, so it, um, I, I struggle with um, with descriptors for the style. But and then we do the traditional barrel ferment for Balvern mm-hmm. and Notre Vue. Uh-huh. I think you could and call all in French oak. You could call the Chardonnay the Musquet the Chardonnay for people who are on the fence because it kind of brings it all together. <laughs> <laughs> right. There's so many yeah. aspects and expressions. I think what you were saying, Chardonnay the grape itself. Is, isn't as interesting until it's in the winemaker's hands and, and how you get Correct. the different expressions out of it. And this is a good example of that. Well, thank you. Thank you. Um, I, I knew right off the bat that this clone was going to do well in my process. So it was a no-brainer for me. And especially uh, the history we've had in the last year when we lost all our wine from the structural fire. Right, I forgot that. We needed we needed to come up with quick to bottle bottling. Get some inventory going. Yeah. Yeah, and and not and not wait two years or whatever. And so that's why we went to two rosés and that's why we got this in the bottle uh by March. And so as a business to get, you know, product quick to market. So it was a real no-brainer um, to, to use the process. I was just saying, these days, people are drinking rosé year-round. So coming out with rosé and having two rosés, that's that's a win. And then a sparkling rosé is going to be released here soon. People drink rosé all year long now. So that's great. Right. The Pinot Rosé just got a 92 in wine enthusiasts as well. So uh, all my rosés are doing really well. And I, I guess it's good news when your wines are... Yeah, yeah, that's yeah. something you, something you got to be happy about. That's great. <laughs> so I've only been out to Notre Vue a couple of times, and I didn't look this up before we started, but it's hundreds of acres, isn't it? 700 acres That's total. what I thought. I was going to say 700, and I thought, no, that can't be right. That's, that's <laughs> right. huge. And about 250 planted in vines, yeah. 16 different varieties, and 350 acres dedicated to forever wild open space. It's so spectacular up there. I mean, I've been up there by the lake and had a little picnic, and it's it's just an amazing property, and I don't think people would realize it's there because you're just on the outskirts of Windsor, so you feel like you're almost in a town, and then you drive down this narrow little long driveway, and right. it just opens up to something you, you can't believe. Yeah, well, it, ironically, we do get a complaint every once in a while that our driveway is too long. Too long. <laughs> well, I but always think like, I'm not going to, like, I must be in the wrong place. <laughs> right. But once you get back here, it is, a and and, and then our elevation right. allows you to just see the whole valley. Yeah. And, and it's a great perspective of the neighborhoods of Russian River. Mm-hmm. All our um, our tastings are by appointment because we we've got these pavilions, we've got outdoor tents, we've got you know vistas that we've just got all this great outdoor seating. So we feel fortunate that 
that's a that's a silver lining uh, with all this change and 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 what our life has been for the last six months. Obviously, we do still have winter, but there's a good portion of November and December. It it, it could still be beautiful outside. You know, just wear a jacket if it's no, not right. raining. It's spectacular. No, and I've often said in California we have perfect weather even when it's raining. Exactly. Yes. Yeah, you just need a <laughs> little roof true. over your head. Because <laughs> people in other parts of the country aren't going for a walk. No, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> for sure. We had talked just for a second before we started recording, and you said that you were had something possibly in the works for October 30th or 31st, which yes, is going to be tomorrow. Yes, we're on Saturday, October 30th. We've got in the permit process for a drive-in, a family drive-in movie. Oh, fun. Um, <laughs> event. And uh, so we've got some open, open field, and I don't know the particulars, but I guess they're going to think it comes through your radio, and, uh-huh. and we're going to set up a screen. And uh, How fun. Do you know what the movie's going to be? Something like Beetlejuice or... Yeah, the, yeah something uh, fun. T- That'll be great. Yeah, yeah I, I know people have gone to that. You tune the audio through your radio in your car. And right. uh, they say it's really fun and it's great. So that, that'll be awesome. Yeah, no, we're excited uh, for that. And it's something we've had in the works just for other things. And this now makes it a per- you know, opportunity to uh, dive into this. And uh, hopefully we can get a regular thing going. For the moment, how is harvest coming along for you guys? Well, it's it's coming along well, and we're taking the gamble for all our fruit uh, that comes into the winery, and we're going to do all our due diligence. We're taking grape samples. Uh, when they come back negative, we're processing those grapes. We're doing everything we can to get, uh, in some cases, we're actually rinsing the grapes on oh, our yeah. sorting table right. and letting the water just go on the ground. Right. And every little bit helps. I don't know whether it's nothing scientific <laughs> and we're just doing whatever we can. And to this point, everything has been negative. So I've, I feel really good about that. That's fantastic. Yeah, that's yeah. wonderful. And, and, we'll, and we, just have the, we do have the luxury of if things come back positives after the fact, after fermentation, we will just declassify and not produce it. Right. And so the longer, you know, the last couple of days have been actually pretty good here. Right. uh, As far as the air quality, Cabernet is always going to be the question because it has going to have the longest exposure. Right. So, and we lost a lot of our cab last year from the Kincaid fire. So. Um, cab has had a couple of years where it's it's been a struggle, and so we're um, we're doing whatever we can to come up with a clean wine, crossing our fingers, and not trying to get too psychologically broken down. Yeah. <laughs> how, a, how's that going? That's a good plan. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I definitely I'm not have saying days. I'm succeeding. <laughs> yeah, <I'm> just... <laughs> keep trying. <laughs> yeah. wineries are trying to have grapes tested and, you know, for uh, insurance purposes, if they have crop insurance, if there is damage from the smoke or from the fire and the labs that can be certified for the insurance, there's actually only one in the area. 
And, you know, that's insane. We are in wine country between Napa and Lake and Mendocino and Sonoma well, County. it's worse than that. It's ridiculous. Uh, all the grapes from Washington and Oregon yeah. go down to St. Helena as right. well. Right. That's what oh I mean. They're gosh. going everywhere. So I was, you know, working with the Wine Institute, and I've sent out information. There's a lab up in British Columbia that can test samples. There's a lab, I think, in Ohio that can test samples. It's it's ridiculous. You can't, like you said, you can't wait four weeks to get results and then decide yeah. if you're going to pick that ship has sailed. So really been just difficult from the business standpoint of, you know, trying to deal with this and see what's best for your winery and what's going to work. No, so. right. It makes it impossible almost to do any kind of farming under right. those conditions. And so you eat. The, the good news is, as long as you take pictures and do right. your bucket fermentations, right. and you can still, like with Chardonnay, we can, in the beginning of this fire, you couldn't, if you picked the grapes, you couldn't do insurance. That's right. now changed. Right. And if you do your due diligence in the before, then you can process the grapes. And then if smoke tank comes up at a later time during dryness or whatever, then you can still get your claim. And certainly our owners were savvy enough. I mean, the Kincaid fire came through our property last year. Yeah, we've we've learned. (laughs) It was a no-brainer to uh, get fire insurance this year, and it's really helped. And so it's been a math equation. Each variety has its own insurance, and it's each price and tonnage and so it becomes a math equation on whether we pick for somebody or or take insurance yeah it's a giant it's a big business proposal instead of like farming and making wine it's it's complicated so aside from that since we've all been kind of on lockdown since march like winemakers you have just been i'm sure working straight through this Oh yeah, no, yeah. I well, the, my bottling season this spring was not easy. I lost a bottling date from one mobile bottler, and I had to scramble to get another one. And so I, I bottled in March, April, and June. Oh my god! March. And then again in August. You know, if you've ever worked on the bottling line, working that that close, and yeah. that breathing that hard right. with a mask on is right. enough. Fun and it's not easy. No, it's a de- definitely not. It's been it's been a challenging learning six months. So yeah, onward yeah. and upward. But we still want to encourage people. The wineries are open. The skies are beautiful. Uh, you know, harvest is still happening. And to me, harvest is the best time to come here. Like it smells good. There's energy. You see, you know, action in the vineyards. You see action at the wineries. Um, you can usually get some kind of behind-the-scenes little tour of what's happening on the crush pad. So, you know, we definitely want to encourage people to come. And all wineries are open reservation only, so there is no just drive up and hope for the best. But call all the wineries that you want to see. I encourage you to call, even if it's that day, if they have seating available for a tasting, they're going to take you that day. You don't have to plan two weeks in advance. You know, call spur of the moment. If you go to Notre Vue, there's a chance that Alex will be there and you could actually meet him. <laughs> I mean, I think yep, it's fun. I'm here every day. <laughs> well, and people love yeah, that uh, if they can say hello to the winemaker. And, you yeah, know, that's super cool. No, absolutely. I'm I'm very open to talking and sharing my knowledge with people. And it's fun talking to new people. And we have a setup where it's easy. You know, we're out in the open. And right. so when you, when you come to taste, it's hard to miss us. Super appreciate that you joined us this morning. I know that you are busy 
<laughs> with harvest yeah, actually, and you're trying to uh, do yeah, 20 I, things I, at once. I was, I was sorting Chardonnay. And, <laughs> and, and they all went to lunch and I'm here. You're on the phone. So I'm going to get off the phone and I'm going to get back on the line. There you go. Get, get back to work. Well, thank you, Alex, for your time. We so appreciate it. Um, really love the wines. Thank you for that, you're too. Welcome. You're yeah, welcome. That was a score. We and uh, we'll put in the show notes how to get in touch. One little last tidbit uh-huh. is, you know, we do a lot of, with all our open space, um, we have, for our wine club members, we have, they have open season for hiking and biking oh, yeah. and all nice. those different types of events. And then we also occasionally have to go on the website with our Eastern Hills neighbors. Mm-hmm. Uh, we have wine club member of the day. Oh, yeah. And so if you're a wine club member at one of our neighbors... Uh, Christopher Creek or Ross or Chalk Hill, uh-huh. then you can come and share in our open space and take a nice walk or hike up to the top of the hill. Oh, that's whatever. a great arrangement. That's wonderful. That's really spectacular. I mean, it is an incredibly beautiful property. Yeah. Right. And so all that information uh, is on the website. All right. Well, we'll put definitely put a link to that and we'll put uh, a link to the two wines we tried today. And then we'll, Richard and I are going to argue about yes, who gets to keep we'll, them. We'll, we'll be arm wrestling. Well, we won't be touching, that's no, for no, sure. Yeah. But we'll flip a coin who gets to keep this. But thank you so much, Alex. It's great to talk to you. And we'll see you on the wine road. Thank you. Bye-bye. You're welcome. Thank you very much. <laughs>